lights. Camera. This is the end Cinemagic. of your review. Oh. Yeah, Cinemagic. Oh, oh. Cinemagic, at least for once. Ah, roll the end. Intro be rolling, rolling magic intro. I'm introducing. Still not gotten a new intro. We should we should tell our producer to do that. We should get on it. Yeah. Yeah, he's probably he's probably effing up, man. Maybe if we're doing another year, should we even should we even keep him? I mean, yeah, I guess. I guess we'll keep him. Oh, oh, wait, are we recording? Hey, yeah, hey, hey, producer, hey, uh, it's Cinemagic Podcast time. <laughs> That's uh, right. Yay! Woo! I'm your, I'm your host, hopefully, if the producer doesn't cut me out. Uh, Jonathan Condois with my favorite co-host, Rick Acevedo, what up? over here. Mm-hmm. And we're now here coming to you looking about this past year of podcasting in 2021. Where the Cinemagic Podcast was born. Mm-hmm. Woo! Right? 2021? We didn't do any in 2020, I don't think. Uh, no. No, no we, we Yeah, so we started in February. Wow. So uh, uh, almost a full year of podcasting, basically, except for January. Except for, yeah. And really, we've only missed, <clears throat> you know, I think we've only missed like three podcasts, so it's been very consistent for us. Yeah, we've been we've been here every week with you, so thank you for kind of tuning in. And we kind of wanted this one just sit down and talk and talk about how this year has gone and went for kind of our first year of podcasting um, over here. And we thought we enjoyed that conversation, right, Rick? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Uh, we've had some fun. We've had some laughs. We've we've been trying to kind of find our space. A lot of different subjects, uh, cool things that mm-hmm. we know listeners like to uh, listen to, but. Uh, I guess I should start to say, and we've talked about why we started this podcast before. Maybe since the year in a review, maybe we should give them just a little bit of that, right? Let's just start at the beginning a little bit of why, why were you even podcasting? Why didn't we start well, this? Well, I, I, it was, I mean, it was, I remember it was one of our partners, Alessandra. So, you know, you, you and Jonathan get along so well. And it's weird because, and, and I got to guess I give give the people a little background you and I have known each other for a while now and I remember you used to joke around about podcasting uh, occasionally and I was like yeah you know that would be great and, and we really were just doing it because we wanted to kind of share a lot of our experiences and a lot of our knowledge with people and you know um, it, it sort of evolved into something more than that um, because, you know, at the end of the day, what makes a podcast good, I think, is when two people get along really well, can sit down and have a conversation that others would like to sort of be privy to. That's really all a podcast is. Um, and, you know, and I think that's really kind of the way that it started. And, and I know that when I said podcast to you, you're like, yeah, man, I'm in. Let's do this. So... Yeah. We were we were figuring out opening themes. <laughs> we're figuring out what what should this look like, and I mean, you know, <clears throat> since then I think so much has happened because right after that we went right into a project. 
Uh, yep. Big project that we're finishing up now that we're very happy about. And, um, you know, <clears throat> it's it's really all about sharing what we know with you. And not, not just sharing what we know, but sharing what we feel. I think that, you know, that's one of the key things, at least in this industry. The more you share, the better it is. The more people feel that they're included in something, you know, and I... I this podcast really, I think, is a good representation of that. Uh, yep. And uh, so Rick did ask me, so he approached me with it. Now, I want to give a little more background. Uh, what I think is funny, especially looking at back about this year and how we kind of started, is that I am the more muted, grounded one of this one. You're the more lambastic one. And before we've ever started doing a podcast, Rick would just record my crazy rants. Uh, no matter where we were, I would be ranting something crazy. People would be looking in and listening in on us um, all the time. You brought something up because when we were filming, uh, shooting something for boys' school, you were having a conversation with Mike. We're in this ungodly four-hour drive. I think it was on the way back home. And I started just recording you guys. And I would wait like 20 minutes and I'd play that shit back. You're like, you're recording? I was like, yeah. Yeah, I was recording. And I did that shit the whole way through, man. By the time we got back to, to like... By the time we dropped you off by your house, I think Mike was ready to kill me. So... <laughs> Uh, yeah, so, and we have a lot of fun. So I think when Ali brought it, it's based on my always, no matter where I am, having these crazy, wild conversations. And I think it's real In funny Italy. as we've been finding, yeah, <laughs> finding our footing this year. It's like, oh, I'm the one who doesn't curse and kind of grounded, which is way different. <laughs> Yo, uh, I got more muted, and and you're. I love it. I, I love podcasting with you and being friends with you and talking. But I think Same it's just funny it. that that's how our dynamic kind of shaped out through the year. When originally <laughs> when we started this, I think we would have thought the exact opposite. Right? <laughs> yeah, because it. You know, it's weird. Like when you're having a conversation, right? It's a give and take. You know, one yep. person listens, the other one talks, and vice versa, and whatever. Very simple process. But that can change. First of all, as time goes on, you're totally right about that. And it's also as you're talking about certain things that make you so boiling passionate that you're like, I mean, I remember when we did a, um, a podcast on my octopus teacher, and dude, listening back, I was blushing. <laughs> I was like, oh, damn, this is, uh, like, does this really need to be out? And it's not because I was ashamed of anything that I said or didn't believe in anything that I said, but I was like, maybe I could have presented that argument slightly different. But, you know, it's like when you get into it, and I think that has to do when you're in, in a creative space, when you get into it, you get into it, and there's nothing that's going to get you out of it. So it creates like that flow and you're like okay rick but stop with the cussing <laughs> the vulgarity that's like man we've had vulgar conversations we're like yeah but not a podcast <laughs> oh shit i'm the guy that cusses see i just did it right there <laughs> yeah very, 
Very, I think the first episode I ever even started cussing on was the Justice League episode. I want to say actually, no, movie. it was not. You did was not cuss. It? You did not cuss in that episode. It, it's funny because you were you were pretty taken aback by that. We both were. Mm-hmm. But no, you did not cuss in that episode. Actually, no. Oh, I don't recall, yeah. but I don't. I, I, it might have it might have been something else, but I don't I don't think you cussed in that episode. I think you tried to hold it together, because at that point it's like when you're not, and and people need to understand this too. <clears throat> we won't say something, you know, with baseless claims, like because mm-hmm. c- we know how story is framed and stuff. And I'm not saying that nobody else does, but I'm saying that we have a specific knowledge of it because we have to have a specific knowledge of it because for you to sell your content you have to not only be able to pitch your stuff you have to be able to know what that story is and the dimension of your characters so when you have like a massive pancake it's a pancake meaning flat no i.e. just asleep and I, I love this podcast. No, just, I love this podcast because you kind of are getting... It is, I, I'm going to say my unfiltered opinions without all my foul language. Because, again, I, I, I have a foul mouth. Uh, I, I never show here on the, on the podcast. <laughs> Trying to keep it together. But I, you do get my unfiltered opinions. And sometimes I think why I like this podcast versus others. I, I consume media, other reviews, everything else. Of course, I do. We're in the industry. It's our job. We have to constantly, uh, you know, know that stuff. Um, and not to say, but I'm, we're just not really beholden to anything else since we're independent. We do what we want. We're not really no. beholden to everybody else. So you kind of get unfiltered opinions here, which I kind of like. And I think a lot in Hollywood or even starting why we say, hey, this is how you break in the business and doing this in our earlier ones is to really let you get that kind of sense. Here's some unfiltered opinions from somebody. We're not sugarcoating anything. We're not worried about like, okay, later on, will this person get mad at us for having this podcast? And then what I said there, we're really not worried about that because we'll let our content speak for itself. So I, I really like that. I think that's one of the reasons why I really like doing this podcast from the beginning till now is that you still kind of just get this unfiltered us in here, right? <laughs> like, I, I feel like if you watch this podcast, not watch, uh, hear and watch, you uh, really got to know us. You got to know our opinions, our feelings on the industry, maybe things in other places that would sugarcoat it or be too nice about it, but we're just going to tell you about it. Uh, and I really like that. Yes, I mean, yeah, get, get with our audience on that. And I think our audience has enjoyed that. So. Tell me if I'm wrong out there. Let me know. Comment. Right back. Let us know. But I think I'm kind of right. You, you yeah. like the unfiltered stuff, right, people? Right? Yes, we love it. Thank you so much. Exactly. I'm so glad you called in and let me know. Um. <laughs> that was a quick call. I didn't even hear the phone ring. <laughs> uh, uh, I, I would like to take calls. I, I, I used to, when we both worked in radio, I used to actually take yeah. calls. You know, it's funny. I never actually took calls. I never, we never, I never had, um, never worked on a call-in show, but I always wanted to do that only because, even just for a day, just to see <clears throat> what, um, what people, what was in their minds, I think. It's, it's, it's hilarious to me. It's very interesting. You'd be surprised how 
open people are when they call something. Yeah. Right? Because you think, like, calling something on a radio, people would be very reserved or guarded or anything else. But it's kind of like, I don't know, like 15 minutes of fame or something. People are just like, woo! Uh, <laughs> they're calling in. It's their time. Uh, so they're going to be open and say whatever and do whatever. Uh, it's a lot of fun. It's actually a lot of fun. I, I honestly... I think that's one of the reasons I came on this podcast. I missed doing a little bit of radio, and it was fun. It was fun. <clears throat> it is a lot of fun. Yeah. So that's why I came to podcasting. Uh, and I know we talked about Justice League. Justice League, uh, our Justice League episode, honestly, is one of my favorite episodes that we've done. Mm. Not because Justice League is one of my favorite movies. It cannot Obviously possibly be that. My, oh, no. Yeah. Hell no. It's my, one of my most hated movies of 2021. Uh, but I think the exasperation <laughs> that we had during that episode of just, like, how beaten we were. It's just fun it's, to I will listen. never forget. I will never forget. And here's the funny thing. <clears throat> you know, I, I consider myself, and I, probably everyone that works around me would say this, and I'm, I'm A, extremely determined, and B, um... I'm positive, not unrealistically so, but positive to try to look at, okay, let's look at every angle before we discount something. And even I was having a hard time trying to look at a positive angle on this because I was like, there is none. Um, you know, I love superhero stuff. And you know that, John. You've known me long enough yeah. to know that. I love superhero stuff. We both do. We both have our I favorites. Listeners of this podcast, <laughs> yeah, how much we love superhero yeah. stuff. We've talked about it a ton. Yeah, we've talked about it a ton. And it's like, um, when you get right down to it, um, you know, you get to that area where you kind of have this expectation that you know it's it'll go right through it'll go like this it took me two days to watch justice league when you said let's do it on justice league because it's the one that's coming out i you even got some pushback from me because i was like man but we we were going to do it on something else and i was like do we really want to do this i mean you know, it's Justice League. It's essentially just a four-hour recut with new, newer scenes of of of, an, of a movie that was already universally panned by a different. One that I did not see because I did not see the original Justice League, so I was kind and of you, excited. And you're not, and I you're not the only person. And you're not the only person. But chances are, if you had seen the original Justice League, you probably would have liked it more. Point being that it's like, it's, it's like. <laughs> It took me two days to watch that, and I came in trying my hardest, but dude, I was exhausted mentally from that film because I felt it was like doing every single little thing that films should not do. Yeah. Yeah. To me, yeah, it's a master class of how to make something boring. Or, honestly, I think it's a masterclass is when you hate the material. Because I'm still convinced Zack Snyder does not like superhero movies after watching his whole DC. I'm not surprised. Not surprised. Yeah. Because, you know, if you... if you it, and, and not to do comparisons, but Christopher Nolan, who I wouldn't say is a superhero guy. Obviously, after the Dark Knight trilogy, he's done drastically different things. Beforehand, he was doing drastically different things. I wouldn't call him, like, a superhero <laughs> filmmaker. But he 
definitely had love for the character and you could see that in the dark knight and he was trying to really get in the psyche and he respected kind of the superhero-ness of it all right like he had some ridiculous some problems but you could tell that christopher nolan respected it and i just after watching all of Zack Snyder, especially justice league i'm like i don't think he likes superheroes i think it's truly a lesson in like someone not liking the medium at all and trying to just do something <clears throat> different he just doesn't like it um and justice league was as a person who actually likes comic books and comic book movies uh it was just such a like kick in the teeth it was uh, just like i i I hate all this stuff Uh, (laughs) it's very clear it is um i don't know for me the only other film that i disliked i disliked three films intensely um justice league mortal Kombat, and uh my octopus teacher that was just horrible those like, are my three hated films I cannot I just can't I can't begin to tell you what I what I find wrong with that and the funny part is when I asked you we were in LA I remember this we were in LA you, me, Amy and Brandon alright my son, Brendan, who's also our, our editor, um, you know, and an outstanding editor at that. Not just because he's my son, but also because he's good. Um, but anyway, you know, and Amy, our uh, logistics producer and all that. We're there. We were, I don't know if you remember where we were at. We were at, uh, we were at the, the little bungalow house. North Hollywood mm-hmm. and I don't think you guys have watched it yet I don't believe that that, that had happened <clears throat> and I told you I said you need to watch this and we need to talk about it and I remember after I think three days four days after you guys got home Amy sends me a text. And I'm like, I see this text and she's like, what the hell's going on with this movie? Seriously, (laughs) what the hell's going on with this movie? And then just everything degenerated into a conversation about how crazy this whole thing was. And my whole point for asking you guys to watch this film is because I thought, okay, am I the only person who feels that he's enamored with this octopus and wants to impregnate the octopus or something like that? Because I feel like Maybe I'm looking at this all wrong, and if I if I get somebody else's perspective, maybe I can see and understand why I'm wrong. Yeah, I don't think I was wrong at all. No, and if you go back and listen to that, listeners, I basically agreed with him. It was, it was the craziest fetish, self indulgent movie I've ever seen. Uh, that's just kind of crazy. And it's then just... the funny part, the funny part is we went back to L.A. I think just like a couple of months later and we're in the car on the way to Calabasas to pick up the ill-fated seaweed butter long story different mm-hmm. day mm-hmm. um and I remember you um said to me um let's listen let's listen to it when we're in the car we're on the way to Calabasas and we're listening to the whole thing. 
because the traffic was just that jammed up that day. And I was like, you know, even listening to myself talk about it, I get passionate in how much I hated it. Mm -hmm. Loved the way that it was filmed, hated everything else about it because it was a self-serving exercise. I take it that's the first episode I cursed in, actually. I think it was that one. It was my octopus teacher. Um, actually, that yeah. Was, yeah, because yeah. I was so fed up. Because right, every, every other word out of my mouth was an F word. Yeah. Every other word it out of my mouth. It was that one. I, I never hated a movie. I understood why I won the Oscar. I, my rant's there. Go and watch that episode uh, about why I won. But that, oh, that was some of the worst self-indulgent movie. Bad science, bad everything. That's the first one I cursed in. Thanks for reminding me. I'm getting angry again right now. <laughs> Let's not talk about it. Let's not talk about it. I think... <laughs> I was thinking about how much I hated that. I think one of the cool things, one of the cool things about this is the fact that we can actually discuss something. Um, and you know, we've been giving people hints all along. I don't, I don't really feel like we're ready to let it out of the bag just yet. But um, you know, we've been working on this project for months, mm -hmm. um, talking to some incredible people out in LA, and that I think, I think it made the podcast dynamic even better and stronger because at the same time we're sharing these amazing moments not just of camaraderie but of just work and evolving as professionals and god damn man i like it was it was incredible like i gotta say those were some of the most stressful yet best trips that you know just to give everyone a, a kind of idea of what we go through um, for this series that we're working on, I remember um, Jonathan got this place in um, it was North Hollywood bungalows, and when we got there, I was like, man, we ended up getting there a lot earlier than we thought we would. So we, me and uh, Brandon, and this is he ends, we end up renting a car. Jonathan already had a car waiting, but he wasn't getting there till late. Jonathan finally gets to the place at, I think it was 1 o'clock, right? 1 o'clock? Yeah, it was after midnight. It was, it like was after midnight. And I basically just said to John, uh, like I said to everyone last minute, hey, do you know if I texted John that they changed our bungalow for another bungalow? And he's like, nah, it's better if you tell him. I was like, oh, shit. Just let me tell him, you know. So I texted and by the time you got that text, you had already gotten off the plane. Thankfully, the timing couldn't have been any more perfect. But, like, the amount of <clears throat> stress, but it was good stress, you know? It was good stress because it's a lot of fun. Like, we ended up having best, by the way, I don't, if you're hearing this and you're in the valley, all right, and you own a Korean barbecue place, you know who you are, best tomahawk steak we ever had. Yeah, I thought, and it, it, the the problem was we can't remember it because we randomly went to a spot. <laughs> didn't didn't it turn out really to always be that way for us? It was, my God, I remember this. Amy would say, "Okay, what do you guys want to do?" And we would always be usually in the hills hmm. when she would say that because either we would be driven through the hills by the GPS, right, or whatever. And she would, "Okay, what do you guys want to eat?" Like, man, yeah, that's a good question. She's like, okay, I'm going to give you three options. And then always, the number one option, 
had a half a mile long, like half a mile long line. Mm-hmm. Like it was always around the block, and I was like, oh god. But then always we would find some like amazing place that was kind of off the beaten path. Yeah. You know. Yeah. I, I personally love our trips to LA. Yeah, Don't love great. LA. No. Um, but loved our trips to LA. And kind of want to go back to L.A. I know that seems weird, everyone, but I just said it. <laughs> well, we're weird people. Get used to it. Jeez. Uh, yeah, I, uh, all the trips this year, I think especially coming after 2020, which uh, for background, we had a lot of things planned for 2020, but obviously pandemic happened, things happened. That's just life and business, right? Uh, so 2021 kind of is a rebuilding year for us, I would have to say, from uh, <laughs> kind of losing a bunch of stuff just because of the pandemic nothing you know out of our control uh to then just going okay well we got to pivot find some new things and work on uh some new projects uh which i think we did and so 2021 was kind of getting that back together getting back in love uh with the craft after a hard year um and i love those trips they were great yeah, trips and, to LA. and, and, and you know we, to we've not we've we've had because you know we went to miami together to to mm-hmm. nappy Mm-hmm. Um, at that point in time, there was someone on our team that's no longer there. Mm-hmm. Um, and I remember I always loved going to Nappy. I think it's a lot of fun. That particular Nappy was zero fun for reasons that you and I both know that I'm not going to get into here. Um, you know, Tell everyone what Nappy is, just in case. Yeah, okay, so for those that don't know, Nappy is the National Association of Television uh, <clears throat> uh, Programming Executives. And essentially, that's where you go to sell content if you have it to sell to television, to film, to, you know, streaming, uh, streaming pretty much everything. And, and, and everybody that's anyone goes there, like all the major studios that have, you know, television properties, Warner's, uh, you know, Netflix goes there, everyone goes there. Uh, to the point where Jonathan got to meet Slade Wilson, A. Martinez. Uh, who plays a Slade Wilson, or who played Slade Wilson in the in the Teen Titans? Great actor. Um, but you know, we went there, um, and even though we got our distribution deal, it all felt weirdly anticlimactic right when the when the pandemic hit. Mm. You know, and at that point, then things started to happen. Um, so we lost this one team member. I don't know that really I would call that a loss, but. Um, you know, it was one of those situations where it's like, yeah, you know, are you going to stay with it? Are you going to stick with it? Or are you going to walk away and give up on your dreams? Do you think that that's something that we try to convey, especially whenever we talk about the industry or, you know, and bring people from the industry and, you know, like this could be you if that's what you want to go. There's nothing that says that you cannot achieve this goal and accomplish this dream of yours. You know, um, it's about taking your creativity and putting it to good use. And I think that's the one thing that people have a tendency not to, to focus on on things like this. You know, it's like, you know, oh, it's too difficult. It's too, it's too many things except for the things that it needs to be to you, mm-hmm. I think. And, you know, for us, I trust Kelly and I'm like, okay, we've had two documentaries in the can and they're they're in distribution, but we can't just rely on that. 
we want people to pay attention. You know, we either we knock on the door, we kick the door, but we do something to the door. Yep. So. And 2020 was supposed to be that year. Uh, after your documentary, yeah. new filming <laughs> opportunities, new stuff coming up, uh, more things sold, but 2020. Uh, so. As Rick says, it was kind of that 2021 was that reimagining. The podcast was a way to kind of also get back in love uh, with the craft to make sure we can do. And from that, you know, Ali especially, and we brought her up in the earlier episodes, uh, go back and take a listen. Really, why we call her our den mother in the heart. Uh, I think we're still here today because of because of her. Yeah. Uh, and not to take credit away from, from us or anything, but no. Ali really is like the heart of the team. Be- uh, she has no no give up on that. To one. to <laughs> to you know to to be fair, you know if you go to our Instagram, our Instagram used to be um, Nami, and this is before even you and I became you know like partners where you were working with us. Because again, everyone knows the story. Jonathan was like, "When are we going to Italy?" I thought this guy was joking. Like you don't meet people like that seriously. If you meet one person in your life like this dude right here you cut co- you color yourself fucking lucky you don't get people like that. no for real i'm dead serious like now i'm getting and it it it, it, it is me it, it gets sentimental even thinking about it because it's like you were so dead serious and it's like I was so used to bullshitters that I, that I was thinking I was not thinking you were a bullshitter because I you know I we working together I, I love you to death already easy guy to like so I was like he's just joking man he's just joking and I was like when you said that to me in far different terms like two weeks later it's like man I need to make my plans I was like oh oh yeah uh, you know caught me by surprise that's an organically created team it's not forced Mm. i had you know a situation prior to that where the team was was kind of forced and i was the one that was you know basically driving everything in the sense that everyone thinks about the bottom line but nobody really understands how to get there Mm. and the sacrifices that come with it um you know and and that's not an insult or a dig on anyone but it's just that you, know, you got to understand that there's steps to everything um we're not in the place that we were three years ago four years ago two years ago whatever we are in a far better place now mm-hmm. and ali has been i mean she's like the one that came up with the name triscallion the symbol let's change this ideas let's continue to let's stay creative everybody serves a purpose in a team okay no one person is above it, but there's always somebody that drives something special into it, that drives that soul, that engagement, that man, we got to do this. We cannot in any way, shape, or form give up. And you're absolutely right. Ali is 100% that. No. You know. Yeah. Uh, 100%. 100%. <laughs> so. Uh, go back and listen to the episodes with her, some of our earlier episodes. Yeah. Uh, when we tell you to go on Instagram and say hi, that's that's her. Definitely show her some love because, uh, you know, we have all love and respect for her uh, for this. We wouldn't be talking to you right now if it wasn't for her. As Rick said earlier this episode, it literally was her idea. Um, you know, and we're two big talkers. Rick and I talk all the time. We'll talk for hours. We never came up with this idea. It was Allie. No. <laughs> no. 
and I don't mind, and I don't mind, and I don't mind, and I don't mind um, giving the the you know the the credit where it's due. Just like I don't mind saying, hey, I'm fortunate because I got a brother that I would, you know, go to war with and for. Mm-hmm. Simple as that. Mm-hmm. I'm telling you right now, if you first of all you can't even if you're the most creative person in the world, you can't do everything on your own. Get that out yep. of your mind. That's bullshit. There I go again. Um, <laughs> I was I was thinking I was so good. <laughs> it's bullshit. Get a team, but get a team that came together organically. Don't force it. Don't force people to try to look at your vision. Number one, because everyone has their own vision of how things need to be. Mm-hmm. Okay. You know, look at people who will say, "Okay, you got that, and I got this," because. Jonathan's come up with a million things that we've worked on together that are entirely his. And I'm not going to sit here and say, oh, I had a ton to do with this. No, I was happy to help my brother on something that is great and that I can see his vision for what it actually needs to be. And we've Mm -hmm. got a million projects in the pipeline that are just like that. And stuff that we even shot before that's in the can already that are like that. You know, Grand Confections, great example. Yep. Right? Great example. Check that out on our website. So, you know, it's one of those things that it's got to be organic, can't be forced. Yep. Because a lot of times people, you know, and John, I don't know if you'll agree with me on, on this or not, but this is just my perception of it. A lot of people want to get into this business and they think, oh, I want to be a producer. I want to be a... They don't have a slight, the slightest clue of what it entails to actually be any of that. They just look... They might look at a, at a film or they might live in a place. Location's a big part of it. You know, if you live in Los Angeles and, and you think you want to be something, but you don't really have an idea of quite how to get there. And that happens. So you need to mm-hmm. you need to have a fucking clear head. Yeah. You know. Yeah. So. Yeah, that's, and I agree with you, man. And I think our team works well. I want to give credit to Rick. Uh, you know, we share Rick's vision. We're not afraid to challenge Rick on his vision if something needs to change. Rick is. We don't really ever have to challenge. Rick is always open to hear other perspectives and is usually there. So when I say challenge, it's. not as harsh as that word (laughs) no it's asking the question of how is this going to work and you know and and giving me an opportunity to explain here's how I think it'll work and you know if it works we do it but if it doesn't it's as simple as that we won't do it because you know I didn't surround myself with yes men Mm -hmm. you know what I'm saying and you know and usually I can back up my explanations, but if, if there's something that I can't back up, I'm going to say, okay, you're right, let's try it this way. Yep. You know, but yeah. then again, I won't uh, also, for example, we have an, you know, an incredible audio uh, engineer is one of our partners, uh, Mike Shear, Exotic. Um, <laughs> and Mike. I'm going to call him now. That. <laughs> oh, you're exotic. No, seriously, you better, dude. If you don't, I'll never talk to you again. Um, <laughs> But, you know, Sheer Exotic is um, brilliant in sound. Yes. And I would never dare think about questioning him on that because it's like, okay, well, he, the man knows what he's doing. The fuck I need to be talking to him about anything. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? And it's we understand that. 
Yeah. It's like, <clears throat> you know, you wrote a script, and I said, the only thing, the only suggestion that I have is this, and we put in a character, and that was it. Mm-hmm. And then... And I, and yeah, I did. I put it yeah. in. And but but it, wasn't, it, was, it wasn't something like, oh, this is what needs to be... No, because you need to understand, when you're looking at something that somebody created, there's heart and soul in there. When you take the time to sit down and write something or whatever, there is heart and soul in there. It's there. So you don't have the right to assume that you know what's better for that. Instead, work to figure out with that person, is there anything that really can make it better? Mm-hmm. Or is there not? Mm-hmm. But don't let your ego get in the way of shit. I yep. I don't really I don't really believe that I do that because honestly, I want myself to succeed. But you know I want everybody to succeed also. Yeah, it's yep. it's such a fucking simple concept. Yeah, and our distributor, uh, Vivian, who we also have podcast Amazing. one of the earlier episodes. Take a look. Is really great in that too because she wants us to succeed as well. So I'm giving shout outs to like all our members in this year in review and people who help us make this <laughs> podcast and this. But Vivian's really, really well in that. She always wants us to succeed. She's always helping, always has that open hand. I want to thank her again for being on the podcast and really being a part of that team. And so Rick's 100% right about surrounding yourself, not with yes men. People who are willing to question you, but people who are also willing to work with you. And I think that may be hard to find is that medium. People are willing to question you and work with you and be supportive. Uh, and here at Triscaling, we've really found it. Uh, I, I really say that. So I really love that. I think everyone here is really supportive, but no one's afraid to really tell us if something could work better. Um, and it's it's rarely ever fighting because uh, we never really have to fight over things. Uh, I just think maybe we have to like say it twice or three times to really look at something, but that's probably it. That's probably the most that it comes to. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, uh, top down. Everyone has been amazing and great, and this podcast exists not because we do it alone, not just Rick and I, but because of all of our great team members. Yeah. From Ali to our producer, Brendan. Uh, so thank you, producer out there. That's a shout out to you. To Mike Shear, uh, who helps us with our movies. To Vivian, who helps us distribute all this stuff. Uh, John Green, who even was on here. Uh, Amy, who comes on here, our first two-timer. Um, <laughs> our first two-timer. No, Ali's our first two-timer. Ali came on twice in the beginning. I believe. Did she? Behind yeah. the scenes, and then another time I think she came. I think so, yeah. She came twice. Yeah, she's our so. first two-timer. I'm going to have to tell Amy she's our second two-timer. But the second look, one. one of the things that I love about both Allie and Amy, well, Allie, Allie doesn't do this anymore. They understand my love for cannolis. <laughs> Because when we were in uh, in uh, in L.A. and we were next, oh, remember that Italian place, that Italian little Italian place next to the next to Blast from the Past, Blast from the Past. Yeah. Well, shout out to them too, man. They're great. Uh, God damn, yeah, they gotta check that place out. If you're ever in Burbank, Blast from the Past, they felt us out a lot. We really do enjoy them. Uh, yeah, they're amazing people. So. Um, the thing with with uh, that was Sammy was like, "You gonna get those cannolis?" And I'm like, "Yeah." 
And then Amy got like an extra cannoli because she knew. She knew. Yeah. Amy will also, next time we go to Italy, Amy will also eat cannolis with you all day. Um, both yeah. of y'all cannoli. Both of y'all cannoli. Which, which, are, which is in, um, we're probably going to end up going to the Moderna region. Can't say a lot about that project, but I'm saying that y'all going to love it. Yes, you know? and hopefully I can find popcorn. If not, there may be a rash of arsons. <laughs> That may happen in that area. <laughs> Why we have to be around? Did you have to say that in a public forum? I told you, man. <laughs> there's a there's a time and a place, bro. This is no mission. I said there may be. It's pure coincidence that if it happens. Oh my god! No, but I, I better find my that. popcorn. For our Italian listeners out there, I better find my popcorn. Did we ever tell them that story about the popcorn? I think we did. I think in the behind the scenes. Did, did um, we tell them the entire story about team. the popcorn? Because I feel like there's a few things that were left unsaid. So, uh, uh, for uh, all of you that don't know, or maybe not listen, I am in love with popcorn. I'm the popcorn aficionado. I eat popcorn every day of my life. Yes, I ate it today, before anybody asked for this podcast. Twice, actually. Two different bags. Uh, and I'm going to eat more. Uh, and my uh, mother-in-law actually sent me this Hell's Kitchen popcorn thing today. So that was really sweet. So shout out to you, um, Jill. I'm not going to say the last name, but shout out to you, Jill. Uh, thank you. Uh, so um, in there, uh, uh, I, I love popcorn. So when we went to shoot in Italy, uh, you know, I can't break my streak. I eat popcorn every day. So I went looking for popcorn. Now, I've before anybody asks, I've eaten popcorn in many many different countries across this world. Uh, I've eaten it in Luxembourg, Belgium, Germany, UK, uh, 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 Mexico, Haiti, Puerto Rico, Canada, um, I'm forgetting, Belize, uh, uh, Honduras. Uh, yeah, no, I can just, I, I can keep naming. Uh, uh, I'm, I'm free, Bahamas, uh, Jamaica, who I want to take you to Bermuda. <laughs> Point is, I, I go to, to death, a lot of places. But if you do that again, I, oh my god, well, go ahead. So yeah, so I, I go to a lot of places. I eat popcorn all the time. Not a problem. So I went to the movie theaters in Palermo, and all I wanted was some popcorn, some movie theater Norway. Norway isn't one movie theater popcorn. Usually, in all these countries I've named, I've gone to a movie theater, asked for popcorn, and left. Never had to buy a ticket because obviously I'm the crazy one because they make all their money from the popcorn sales. Except for in Palermo, where no one would sell me popcorn at the movie theaters. Not one. One, if they happen to be open. And two, no one would sell it to me. They're like, no, you have to buy a ticket. And I'm like, no, I just want to buy the popcorn, and then I'll leave. You can follow me. You can go. Here's my money. I just want movie theater popcorn. I do this everywhere. I went to several movie theaters. I went disappear. After we would shoot for a night, I would just leave. Our, our, our hotel and just go out searching for Bob the Astoria, for like Pal- Astoria Palace Hotel yeah <sighs> but you know Rick knows this I would literally would just leave for hours on the search for Bob uh, <laughs> so I, I, I basically almost got into several fights in Plermo trying to get movie theater popcorn uh, my last straw is really about to fight this dude about it so eventually i talked to rick and i was like i'm i was like I'm done i'm gonna become president of the united states and bomb this place because they would not give me popcorn uh, <laughs> i had a tons of rants about movie shoots about not being able to get popcorn as it kind of consumed me but shout out to grocery stores in palermo they did have popcorn that's how i got my fix 
uh, and ate huge yeah. bags. Like, and we, and we had and we had a lot of fun in Palermo too. I um, want to I want to give a shout out actually to um, Eugenia Manzella, who is yes. what a woman. That's all I'm gonna say, and that's all you need to know because anything else would not be doing her enough justice. This woman is amazing. The best. Manzella is amazing. I'm rounding of applause here, but I'm not gonna put it on the mic. Uh, but uh, Manzella was amazing. Uh, we were Amy and I were actually watching something the other day, and she were feeling a little. She was feeling a little claustrophobic because they had to deal with caves and cave systems. She's like, I don't know how people do that, and I was like, Yeah. That's what Manzella did. She did that like all the time. She just went into these areas. I've never seen someone just so badass. Like Manzella's just so badass. And yeah. I've never seen someone so badass just stroll through like she does. Uh, she is my second love. Uh, uh, um, if she ever wants to marry me, I'm here. Uh, come to the States. You can get a green card. You can marry me. Uh, so shout out to Manzella. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, she's absolutely wonderful, man. She's, she is. And, I mean, you know, it all boils down to this. Um, part of part of this industry, um, no matter what level you're at and where you want to get to, is all about the experiences and what you learn as you go along. And that really does help improve the quality of your product later on. And, I mean, we're very fortunate that way because we learned a lot. And not only did we learn a lot, we've, we've done a lot. Um, you know, I can't I, wait till we could talk about this project that we just currently finished up uh, to just talk about all the wonderful people we met because I want to give shout outs to all of them because they were all amazing all every single person uh, it is another documentary so we interviewed people talking series say. actually yeah. limited series yeah, I would say limited sorry. series um, but so I, we could say that it's a docu-series so we got to talk to great many people and it was amazing yeah it, it was it really was and we it, it's something that i'm very um happy about and very satisfied with and I, you know i think we all feel that way and there's better quality too we use better um better cameras and you know just a general um general improvement all the way around so i was very yeah, proud I, of that and i would say that's everyone so if, if you look at some of our past we'll be like oh be better quality. This one definitely is camera wise. Uh, I was about to say because equipment costs money uh, yeah. and all that. Yeah, this one uh, leaps and bounds, so I love it. But everyone starts somewhere. Start yours where you got to out there, people. Yeah, just you know, if I had to say something really to you know, it would be don't focus on every limitation you're going to have because guess what? Every limitation you've ever had, it's always going to be there. Um, focus on how you can kill every limitation you've ever had. Yep. Um, do it. That's really all there is to it. Just do it. Do it. Yep. And I feel like that's a good ending for your review. Absolutely. Absolutely. Do it. And I think that's true. So I think we had a great year here at Cinemagic. Uh, I think we we find some footings of this podcast. I can't wait uh, to continue this podcast with the rest of all of you. Uh, go out there, follow your dreams. Let us know what they are, what you're working on. Uh, definitely say hi to Allie over there on Instagram. Let her know at Triskelion Productions. Let her know uh, uh, that you hear her, that you love her, and thank, and thank her for this podcast. Because, again, without her, we wouldn't be here. Absolutely. So, uh, any closing words, Rick? Um, it's been a wonderful year. Here's to another one. 
Um, and to all of you, don't give up. Whatever, whatever people have told you, it's bullshit. Nothing's impossible. Nothing. Not at all. All right. So another great year. See you for another great year from Cinemagic Podcast. All right. Thank you.